Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. The Church of Jesus Christ is something very, very special. And the good news is, Jesus is very present and personal with His church. That fact is graphically communicated to us in the first three chapters of the book of the Revelation. In Revelation chapter 1, the very first five words of that verse is this, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that, of course, is an announcement of what this book is all about. It is about the unveiling the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, and it is uh, Jesus, the divine, glorified, almighty God that is revealed in this book. In chapter 1, verses 12 to 16, Jesus is portrayed in his glory in the midst of his church. As John saw in his first vision, that vision of, of Jesus, and I would refer you back to a previous podcast where I talked about those verses and, and exactly what they meant, and I would encourage you to read verses 12 to 16 of chapter 1 if you haven't, and, and listen to that podcast. Then, in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, Jesus, who is in the midst of his church, who is present in his church, who is personal with his church, in chapters 2 and 3, Jesus delivers a personal message to his church. He delivers his message to each of the seven geographically located churches in Asia Minor, what is now modern-day Turkey. Those seven churches were on a postal route And each of them got their own unique message from the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are looking at those messages. But, you know, those seven churches, the number seven is is a special number in God's economy. And it, it, it indicates completeness, fullness. And so this these seven messages were not only to those specific actual geographically located churches, but... These seven messages are to the church of Jesus Christ down through the ages. And so as we read and study these messages today, we are hearing from the Lord Jesus. We are hearing personally from the Lord Jesus through through His precious Word. So, we have already looked in the previous podcast at the message to the church at Ephesus. Now, in this podcast, we're going to look at two other churches and the message that Jesus gave to them. The first one is the church in Smyrna. In Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 to 11, we read this, And to the angel, or the messenger, or the pastor of the church in Smyrna, write, The first and the last who was dead and has come to life says this, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich, and the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison, so that you will be tested, and you will have tribulation for ten days. 
Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. So here is a relatively brief message, but what a powerful message and to the point. And this church, the church of Smyrna, is only one of two, two out of seven, that are, are just commended, not condemned or warned. The other church being Philadelphia, which we'll study in a, in a future podcast. This church only commended, no warning, no, no problem there. If you look uh, in the beginning of this message, as happens in every one of the seven, Jesus identifies himself, and this identification comes from the, from the vision in, that uh, John had in chapter 1. He identifies himself as the first and the last who was dead and has come to life. Now, when you think about that, uh, Jesus is basically saying this, as the first and the last, I am the eternal God. I see things beyond what is happening right now in this moment in time. I'm the eternal God, the first and the last. And then he said, I am the one who was dead and has come to life. I am the risen, the resurrected Lord and Savior. I have overcome death. And you don't have to fear death. I'm the eternal God. I've overcome death as the risen Lord. In other words, in his greeting to this church, he is giving encouraging words right up front. Now, the church located here in Smyrna was located in a beautiful city, one of the most beautiful in, in all of Asia Minor at that time. And it was a, a city that uh, was known for its, its uh, science. Uh, it was a city that was known for its medicine. And, and, and it was a city that was known to be very loyal to, to Rome. Um, and and the, the name Smyrna literally meant myrrh. Myrrh was a spice that was uh, an ointment, a spice that was made there in Smyrna. And it was used to uh, anoint uh, the bodies, uh, dead bodies, so as to uh, uh, cover up the smell of, of the uh, uh, body that was decaying. It was, a, it was a, a beautiful thing. And myrrh, by the way, was one of the three uh, things that was given to Jesus at his birth, the three gifts brought by those wise men that, that visited. And so uh, the fact that Smyrna was loyal to Rome uh, brings up a point. And this point, the point is this. Uh, on a yearly basis, the citizens were required to, um, to affirm that uh, that that Caesar was Lord. It was not just uh, an act of loyalty to Caesar, but it was an act of worship to Caesar. And of course, believers would uh, would not do that. There's only one Lord, and that Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they risked their lives if they did not have evidence that they had affirmed that. If they didn't have that certificate, uh, they could literally be killed for that. And obviously, some of them were. In this, uh, in this letter, um, John says, I know, G- G- through Jesus, I know your tribulation 
and your poverty. And so he, this is a, a church that uh, experienced tribulation. That is a, a pressing, a pressure. It, it, it was used in one place of the distress of a woman in childbirth. This is great pressure that they were under. And and their poverty, uh, they were very, very poor. But he said, in, but you are rich, rich in Jesus Christ. And that, they, and that they were victims of the blasphemy of the Jews. There was a Jewish uh, uh, p- community there. And it says they say they're Jews, but they're not. They're sent of the synagogue of Satan. These are people that uh, were in Judaism, but they opposed Jesus Christ and opposed the way. And so he goes on to say, don't fear what you're about to suffer. The devil's going to cast some of you in prison. Some of you be tested. Uh, but and you'll have this pressure, this tribulation for ten days, and not literally ten days, but rather a short time for a for a limited time. And he said, "Be faithful to death. Hang in there. Be faithful, uh, because um, you are going to get the crown of life. And it's not a literal crown, but you're going to be crowned with eternal life. And you will not be hurt by the second death. The second death, of course, is is uh, the first death is a physical death. The second death is that eternal separation, and death means separation, uh, eternal separation from God. And so this church is is encouraged and commended. Then the second church is the church at Pergamum. And it begins with uh, Jesus addresses himself as the one who has the sharp two-edged sword. Now that isn't a <laughs> that's that's not indicating something good to come, but they are commended. He, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast my name and did not deny my faith even in the days of Anabas, my witness my faithful one who was killed among you where Satan dwells. And so there was a large altar there built to th- these gods and and so the very seed of Satan but some in this church were faithful and held fast. But I have a few things against you. Here comes the warning, the condemnation. There are some that hold the teaching of Balaam and then there were some that uh, held to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. And, and, and this teaching, basically, uh, it, what it boils down to, let me just summarize it by saying it's licentious living. It's, it's you can live any way you want to. Uh, immorality and so on and so forth. And, and, and it was happening and, and it wasn't being addressed in this church. And so the warning is this in verse 16, Therefore, repent. Repent or else I am coming to you quickly and I will make war against them with the sword of my mouth. And so, and so, uh, to, to not only the faithful ones there, but to the ones that weren't faithful, the ones that were false, and in the midst of this church, uh, the warning came, uh, and there was a you versus them. So it was two different ones. And so the them, the ones that were in this licentious living, uh, Jesus said, I'm going to come with the sword of my mouth, and I'm going to make war against you. Now, if the Lord Jesus makes war against you, you're going to lose without a doubt. That was a dire warning. Repent. Turn away. Turn away from those sins and that sinful living or I'm going to make war right there in your church. I'm going to come against those who are, are living that way. Uh, the Lord Jesus does not take lightly uh, unrepentant, sin, blatant sin, 
undealt with sin in in his church and uh, that's something that we need to hear in our churches today uh, there, there very little of of true church discipline happens you don't hear much of it do you you don't hear much of it and yet here Jesus is making a very big deal of it now he uh, ends up by saying in verse 17 he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches listen up the Holy Spirit speaking to him who overcomes, that's, that's those who are truly saved. To him I will give, and there's three things mentioned here, some of the hidden manna. And that uh, manna was uh, referred back to the manna that the Lord fed the Israelites in the wilderness on a daily basis. Jesus stood up and said, I am the bread of life. And so uh, the, the overcomer is going to know the strength and the power of the bread of life of the Lord Jesus. And then the second thing is, I will give him a white stone. White stones were given to victors in, in the games there in Rome. And that white stone would be like a medal today. But it would also be their entrance into the festivities. I'll give him a white stone. And and that white stone is our entrance into the festivities of heaven. And then a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but him who receives it. And that is that uh, special uh, name that the Lord Jesus gives each of us who know him as their personal Savior. And so basically, uh, again, that is a promise that we will be with him, that we'll have entrance into eternal life with him. The Lord Jesus has spoken to both of these churches and given them very, very, very special messages, not only to the church at Smyrna and Pergamum, but to the church today. And we need to take heed to that. Well, I hope and pray that there's something that was said today that rings true in your spirit and that you'll take to heart this message, this personal message from the Lord Jesus Christ. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.